0: Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Many of you have been faithful listeners and givers for the eight awesome years of this podcast, and we so appreciate you. We're taking a little break in order to redesign our podcast. In the meantime, we're putting up some of our favorite most listened to episodes. We hope they encourage you to apply grace to your daily life.
1: Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Um, Welcome. I want to find out where you two guys were last Saturday.
0: Last Saturday. Where
1: were you last
0: Saturday? Well, going off of the tan on Bill's legs, I'm going to say he was outside.
2: (laughs) That's a good guess. I was in California uh, because we were at uh, Carlsbad.
0: You also look like you've been scratched by a large tiger.
2: Well, that was in the bushes. Oh, the bushes. In in the bushes. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a different animal. We were at our grandson's JT's wedding. And it was amazing.
0: You should have seen the decorations. Lots of bushes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was... Were you on the beach? uh, No, but close to the beach. We were in a patio, but it was so precious. They wrote out vows to each other. I've been at hundreds of weddings. I I don't think I've ever heard more precious vows. Hmm. More personal and more directed exactly at the other person like those two wrote each other. Wow. There wasn't a dry eye there. Our son, Bill, just kept just stopping and going oh my gosh and Charlotte was sat next to us she was
1: gone and Grace and I were
2: gone I turned around and everybody else <laughs> was gone
1: it was really a special time thank God special time that's terrific Wonderful. now you've had how many grandchildren married now three now three three married yeah uh, wow two this year one last year
2: six to
0: go six, so?
2: six to go uh, I don't think we're gonna uh, have any real soon but I could be wrong
0: <laughs> never know yeah. Hey,
2: listen, you guys, I want you to know I did boogie board. Oh, oh Gabe and Jim. I really no did. Way. Yes, I did. Yes, oh, wow. I did. The Man
0: 75. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> boogie board. It oh.
2: was amazingly fun.
0: Keep living that's your life, true. folks. Okay. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Don't give up now. <laughs> nope. Oh, that's amazing. Skydiving next. Uh huh. Yeah. God, well, I don't want to make anybody jealous, Bruce. Well, I mean, <laughs> come on.
1: Well, your team didn't win, right? So, I mean, that's not too much to be jealous about. That's true.
0: I was in downtown Chicago with several folks who know the area well. I was dining on some of the finest donuts in the nation at Fire Cakes on Hubbard Street. Went down to the Chicago River, you know, saw the sights, but then we did the real... Thing, which was we went to Wrigley Field.
2: Oh, and, David, did you really? Yeah, we saw the
0: Giants play the Cubs. And, and, and the, the Giants got beat. The Cubbies beat the Giants. Four straight, by the way. Hey, but right. who's counting? Who's counting? Somebody's counting. Lots of Cubbies fans out there. I am not one of you, but that's okay. Um, it was so fun. And then I talked to somebody who said, I told him about that, I went to Wrigley Field, and they went, ugliest stadium ever. Oh, And I no. just said, Oh, we do not understand each other. We, no, <laughs> no, we do. But not at all. Fenway and Wrigley are magical. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, they are. And I can't believe I got to sit in the seats we did thanks to someone who uh, had some access and some generosity to us, and that was really fun. Yeah, it sure was.
1: Right Right where you could see every pitch, right behind home You could Light. see
0: the slider. You could see the, the sinker. It was it was amazing. I have never played baseball, but I, I follow a little bit. Um, Really fun. And then I had to leave early, so Bruce and I walked out under the L, and then Bruce couldn't get back in the game. So.
1: <laughs> oh, no kidding. Well, I should have thought about that. They, uh-huh. There's uh-huh. some people that aren't quite honest, and they take their tickets out and yeah. sell them again. Yeah, they <laughs> do. <People. laughs> so no more of that. Um, well, that's too bad. And uh, then I
0: had the most interesting Uber ride, which I don't need to tell anybody about. But uh, it, was, it was, I got where I was going. And uh, safely, but I had my moments of wondering if that was all going to go okay. So, <laughs> at your own oh, risk. That's great.
1: A lot of firsts for David. He'd never been to Chicago
0: before. No? I didn't know that, David. So, really. No?
1: So, what a great thing to do on your first day. Do the river walk and fire cakes and Wrigley Field. And, oh.
0: On top of that, the people that we met there said they fa- saw their first completely nude person going to the bathroom right in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> so, a highlight. Oh, firsts yeah, a all around. Light. Yeah, and yes. I said I feel at home. <laughs> that happens near my office. <laughs>
1: oh, I tell you what. Well, this is a rough transition right here uh, into Ephesians four. <laughs> um, Let that all
0: bless you just yes, as much. Yes,
1: Ephesians four, seven to uh, sixteen. Right. And let's uh, let's just remember that we have Ephesians one through three in the bank. We got to remember that foundation. As we move into this podcast, David, why don't you read those
0: verses? So Ephesians 4, and we're starting at verse 7, and again, I'm in the ESV. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions of the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Wow. Powerful a lot, set. A lot of stuff here. Yeah. Oh, my
1: gosh. Where should we start? What what themes shall we start pulling from all of this rich material?
0: I think we just want to start with why this tells us we are allowed to split the church as many times as we can. <laughs> <laughs> no, Thank no, no. you, David. That's not... You didn't quite hit it. <laughs> oh, shoot. Again? I'm always I th- missing I think it's...
2: It's so interesting to me that he's speaking here of this incredible authority of Jesus going down in and bringing out of captivity those who had been in paradise and now they're with him in heaven and, and he's also that person who is in fact the one ahead of the church who's gifted the church with everything it needs and this is to me the most important line everything it needs to mature. Yes. that That to me is so important to us in the way we teach. And, and he says it all fits together in love. So to me the, the 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 important aspects of this passage have to do with our understanding that maturity is a process that is engaged in community through unity, through community experiencing Christ yeah. in love. It's so interesting here. There is no sin issue mentioned here that's right <laughs> there is nothing here what he's saying is we could remain as children like child, children who are tossed to and fro it's not his will we can stay there but we never will revert back to who we used to be the furthest we can get from where we should be is to become a child yes We can never move from where we should be to a sinner. Can't make that transition. And he is so consistent here with that teaching. So that's, to me, that's the essence of the theme here. Do we get it? Do we understand? This whole concept of of his purpose is for us to mature in love, experiencing him so we can get
1: on with the work he's committed to us. It's so interesting that, uh, as we say, God is is not interested any longer in changing us because he already has Ephesians 1 through 3. Now he's interested, as verse 13 says, that we would all attain to that unity we've just been talking about. The knowledge of the Son of God, a mature person. Now he's interested that we mature into who he's already yes. made us. Right. And as it says right at the end of that verse, attaining to the measure of Christ's full stature because he has made us in
0: his identity, his likeness. Amen. And, and notice how he's, he's doing that. It's not just by the vertical just by talking to Christ, if that were true, then you'd have to throw this whole section of verses out because yeah. it's talking about being in unity with one another as joints that are connected in the body of Christ. Him is the head. Us is the body. So for anyone out there who says the, my only way that I'm mature or the only person that I have to talk to about my relationship is God, w- well, then you, you've kind of missed Ephesians here.
2: Very well said, David. I couldn't agree more. It it is like This miracle of grace Is that I would have a relationship With God and you That's the miracle of grace And that relationship with you Is used of God To grow me up Because it's done in love And as we teach and have taught In lots of different places Love is not experienced apart from trust So if we're going to have unity it's because we have a relationship of trust mm-hmm. where we can experience love. Yep. And I grew up and Bruce you did too in a background where unity was a doctrine, yeah. doctrinal reality. Yes. yes. Did we agree with the with the doctrinal statement that was our unity? Wrong. That is not our unity. Yes. Our unity is built on trust
1: and without trust I can't grow up because I'll never be loved. Yeah, so fascinating that if we can understand that we are saints, uh, not sinners striving to become saints, we can understand what you first started with in this area—that we, even if we're an infant, we're still a saint. But He doesn't want us to remain em- infants, right? And He says He doesn't even want us to remain children. So we are no longer to be children tossed to and fro by every wind of teaching. He wants us to mature into the fullness of Christ's stature. And we can because of who we are. Right.
0: And, and part of that unity is by having difficult conversations about those that would lead us astray. And so this isn't a, a sense of anything goes. And so unity is just make sure that you're cool with whatever anyone else is doing. That's right. Unity is a spirit of the heart that seeks wisdom from God and is in conversation with others. So, it, this is not conflict free in the sense that conflict is, is conversations that are difficult. It's, it's unity. It's like pro unity, like we're yes. together in the difficult things. We're not against each other. That's right. Yeah.
2: We teach in other places, David, that there is no unity in any relationship that has never learned to process conflict. Absolutely. There is no unity. So he's not saying here, unity is a relationship without conflict. He's saying unity is a relationship that is processed
1: conflict through trust and love.
0: That's that's a really good way to end a podcast. It
1: absolutely is. And it will continue in the verses of chapter 4, ongoing, Amen. a way to process conflict to bring us into unity.
2: Thanks for listening to the True Face Podcast. If you would like to join the many listeners who support Trueface financially, or sign up for our monthly newsletter, please visit trueface.org. If you'd like to read the materials these podcasts reference, visit trueface.store.